Hey folks, this is Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. Hey, this is Heath with Team Table War Hawaii. And welcome to the Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast, where I aim to provide Dark Angels players with the tactical and hobby skills that they need in order to en- compete and enjoy this wonderful hobby of ours. So this month's episode is our November episode. We're going to talk about some new releases and some previews from the Warhammer Worlds event in Atlanta. We're going to take mm-hmm. a look at some top finishes from Dark Angels list all over the world once again. So Dark Angels are out in force globally. We love to see it. Uh, we're going to talk about Heath's experience in the other world's GT. He we got we got some tournament action out in Honolulu, so yep. I'm getting jealous. I got to get out there. I was actually just talking about that over Thanksgiving uh, with the family. My mom's like, can, "Take your father to Hawaii so he can, can get his work. 50 states." <laughs> don't take work. Please don't take me. I'm like, okay. Uh, and then we've got some hobby challenges, and then some community comments, and then we'll be a wrap. So, looking at new releases, the big release right now is that we have the new Space Marine Christmas box, the Spearhead Force, where you get 15 Assault Intercessors uh, with the Jump Packs. You get three Outriders in Invader ATV and then the new Jump Captain. So if you don't have these new models, uh, this is uh, an opportunity to pick them up for $230. Are those the, Um, you said Jump Pack Assault Intercessors? Yes, the brand new ones. You get 15 of them. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's 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 not. I mean, the ATV. I'm on the ATV, maybe, but um, okay. Yeah, the the new jump pack intercessor or jump pack captain looks nice, right? I am a. Oh yeah. I am a. I am a fan. Right, that is cool. So, yeah, I mean, two hundred thirty bucks. That's a. It's a big number, but it's a lot of cool models. I, I I don't have any of the new assault intercessors, the jump pack, and I don't have the new captain. I don't think I'm going to get it. Um. But it's definitely just because those things don't synergize as well. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because well, I will. Like I will tell you. Droppy drop action prices, pieces, right? Right, but just as like, but as price, like price point wise, all the jump pack guys is like two twenty, I think, or close to two twenty. So you're picking up a sixty dollar, fifty sixty dollar unit of outriders, and then like a forty fifty dollar out ATV for free, basically. Okay, well, I've got three of the value. yeah. I've got three of the ATVs and so many out and like six outriders. I probably don't. Yeah, but Heath, uh, don't forget yeah. outriders now get big squads now. In the new codex, they got bigger. They got the expanded squads, so now you need more than you ever needed yes, before. You can run six, um, but as a dark angel, I don't know if you're going to run a lot of outriders because you have black knights. And we'll talk fair. more about that later. But okay, so all right, all right. Um, all right but I will say, I will say, what about them new Deathwing knights, boys? What about the oh, yeah. new Deathwing Knights? Oh, uh, I, I, I'm going to say that the the preview from the Atlanta World Championships for the Deathwing Knights, seeing those new special helmets and the new hooded helmets, makes me go, "I'm glad I haven't built my uh, Leviathan Terminators yet," because there's definitely going to be some head swapping going on, mm. so that I have more Dark Angelified Leviathan Terminators. Uh, because I, they probably match the ones I already have. I'm probably going to put hoods on these guys and then put the hoods or put the hoods on them and then put the helmets on the leviathan guys but i could be persuaded to go the other way definitely going with the swords swords are i cool. love I, I love the sword and board right like and and the fact that they've got the little tilting plates right on the on the shoulder yep. super love it and i'm gonna tell you the first thing i thought of when i saw those was these boys right here oh yeah yeah the forge fold ones oh and in case you haven't seen 
the Inner Circle Knight Cenobiums. Oh, I remember been, when you went and got those. <laughs> I've had these in a box for over a year, and it was like, ah, oh, I don't want to like carve them up and that much, right? But now you can do sword ones. Oh, it is on like Palm Donkey salt. Kong. What I'm going to do though, you see, because these are they have swords and uh, a plasma caster on their left their left forearm. Yeah, I'm probably going to put a little magnet in there so I can just magnetize the the um the shield on. Right, and I'm uh, and I'll, I'll use yeah. a 3D printed shield or something like that, but because I don't want to modify the models that much. But good God, those look cool. So and don't forget, one of my favorite parts about any Warhammer army is the diminutive little figures that accompany them. We have a brand new Watcher in the dark, like, and he has incense. Not, not he he, yes. he actually lit the incense. Yes, <laughs> so good on him. Yeah, and uh, the the heraldry on the shield looks cool. Yep. Um, as opposed to the you know the the winged angel that's been on most of the other ones, and the new maces that they have, yeah, uh, the the flanged maces like you know a la you know an actual knight weapon instead of the big you know bonky balls. Um, I like the bonky balls, but those look dope as well. Yep. Anyway, I'm super yep. excited about this unit and what it's going to do. Um, yes. Speaking about that smoke. That leads us into our second reveal, where do you take smoke Asmodai or no smoke Asmodai? The answer is smoke Asmodai. Smoke Asmodai is clearly the correct answer. Yeah, um, smoke Asmodai is, uh, he'd be out there, you know, <laughs> he'd be out there buffing, man. It's, it's yeah, um, I, I don't know, like how, I, I'm curious to see when the Codex comes out, how the lore about how the lion and the rest of the chapter kind of work out some of their, I don't know, philosophical differences. Uh, I, I was kind of of the opinion that Asmodai may have been not high on, you know, our Lord, the, our Lord Father L. L. Johnson's, um, you know, good graces because of it. Wait, wait, you're saying he's not big on the Johnson? Why we got to go there, man? It's a family show. So. Uh, need I remind everybody that one half this podcast was in the Navy? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. No, th- anyway, a, I'm super excited about this. This was cool. It's a cool looking I, model. I, and I have some friends that like are in 40k, and they don't care about Dark Angels. They just love the memes around Asmodai. So I know they're like super stoked, and will probably end up buying this model. Unfortunately, they'll probably end up desecrating it and trying to turn it into a Black Templars or something chaplain. But- just from a composition standpoint, right? Look at the way that, you know, he's holding the sword, right? The sword is pointing yeah. down, right? I I am personally of the stance that it is objectively much, much cooler, right? To, for you to be posing dramatically like that with a weapon, right? You're pointing it down, it's pointed on, you're surveying the battlefield than like the, uh, you know, heroic, like up in the air, right? Like the old 90s style, so it yeah. is from a composition standpoint, I'm all about it. It is right where I want. That's why I converted um, a Helbrecht model. Speaking of heresy, uh, into Azrael because I like the I like the composition of that pose better. And I did it well, before the before the new Azrael model came out. But hey, whatever. What are you gonna do? So, well, and let's also not forget that in the original Primaris upgrade sprue for Dark Angels, this sort of pose with your hand holding your sword down was like the, one of the key pieces they added mm-hmm. in for you to oh, customize yeah. your normal great. space marine models. It's great. Yeah. 
So, yeah, Asmodee is over there I, looking straight G, man. Okay. Yeah. All right, what are we doing? <laughs> God, that's such well, a cool Well, and model. then I guess just as an homage, because I do like when the new plastics come out for Heresy, there are new Heresy Assault Intercept or Assault Marines coming out. So if you want sort of that classic look or that more rustic look Assault Intercessors, or you just want to buy 10 at a time instead of five at a time, you will be able to get these guys. And these guys also don't have the dramatic pose. If you haven't, if you, if you looked at these, they're all sort of like on the ground as opposed to like the descending from above, but they also hmm. come with like storm shields and stuff. So like there's some cool posing and things and they have like this newer lightning claw that I think is pretty cool where they have like injector things on top of their hands that look pretty cool. So and they're all beakies, so I just I love yeah. beaky marines. So if you're if you're a big yep. beaky fan, there there are new beakies on the way, so uh, don't miss out. All right, the new Night Lord Metal models Watch. are are legitimately nice. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so speak of some non Dark Angels minis, yeah. like I'm almost yeah. ready to go play Chaos. As much as everyone says you play Dark Angels, you play Chaos already. I want to play that's like been, actual been, Chaos. That was, yeah, that's been funny for like I don't know. 20 years but that's fine yeah it's yeah. like god be original all right um but yeah those nightlord guys make me want to play chaos because they're that cool that's a good <laughs> okay all right so what do we uh, got here queen city o- queen city october or no, october no. fest the october fest yes the only way the only appropriate way to name an event during october for 40k is october fest this is true it is not so, so this is a 40-player GT, five rounds in Springfield, Missouri. It's the Queen City. Uh, we have Chris Green with the Gladius Task Force in first place. Uh, Campbell is a sweetheart. So, Campbell, whoever you are, you apparently are pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the name of the list. All right. What do you got? What's the rundown? Keep, 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 keep sweet list names coming in. We will read them out as long as they're appropriate and family-friendly. I guess to a point. Uh, there's a there's a point where we have to get this off. But anyway, we have the apothecary biologist with the fire discipline. We already know this. Stop is me going. if you've yeah. heard this before. Uh, Azrael, uh, librarian and Phobos armor, l- regular lieutenant with masscrafted bolter, power fist, and artificer armor. We have okay. five intercessors with the sergeant with the thunder hammer, lovely jubbly. We have an impulsor. We have the big aggressor squad with the. Grenade launchers and the bolt storm gauntlets. We yep. have Laz Fusel eliminators, although the sergeant has still has the bolt carbines, so we have movement shenanigans. We have a second squad of eliminators with movement shenanigans and Laz Fusels. Uh, three eradicators. Uh, we got one melt multi melta in there with the melta rifles. A second squad of that. We have a Lancer. Okay. Uh, we have non plasma inceptors. Now, this might be a typo thing, but it could also just be we have some assault bolter inceptors. We also have some plasma inceptors. We also have infiltrators with Helix Gauntlet. We have a Land Raider Redeemer. We have the Scout Squad with a missile launcher, one shotgun, two shotguns. A uh, missile launcher and a scout sniper rifle. I thought you okay. had to, it was either the, I thought you could either take the missile launcher or the sniper rifle. Huh. I have to go double check. Yeah, and then we got the that. whirlwind. Okay. And, and then sort it. of those last and the last note was the final round was a hundred to twenty seven point victory against Peyton Priest with an Ascension Day Gene Steeler Colt list. So Gene Steeler Colt got the top table, ran into this and, and just got, got bodied. Because in, well, infiltrators will do that to Gene Steeler Colts. 
right? And this is a high tech piece. Um, like it seems very well suited to dealing with Gene Slayer Cult because, yes, uh, aggressors, Flamestorm Gauntlets, uh, or fl sorry, Flamestorm Redeemer, right? Um, Eliminators, just yeah, we can we can out piece you almost, and the infiltrators will lock you out of dropping in right on some of the blips. Uh, so that's a that's a, for, a fortuitous matchup. I'm interested in the Eradicators. I've looked at Eradicators and haven't been. It's like eh, I don't know. But for 95 points, that's actually pretty good. They're, once yep. again, Eradicators, the Melt Rifles, the strength of those weapons isn't high enough to really threaten vehicles. But I think they get rerolls to wound against vehicles or something like that. So they're kind of keeping with the... Yeah, they the, lost the uh, yeah. the ability to shoot twice. Yeah, they did lose the double the, the double shoot, right? But And and in keeping with kind of 10th edition design philosophy... Um, Infantry, uh, infantry carried weapons aren't really good enough to threaten vehicles. Like so, all those melt the multi melted and melt rifles roll strength nine. But uh, each time a range attack made by the model in this unit targets a monster or vehicle, you can reroll the hit, wound, and damage. So you get full rerolls against monsters and vehicles. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? So uh, that is spicy. So once again, like you can. I, I'm. I learned a lot about uh, dark about Space Marines playing in this five round tournament and managing where your re rolls go and all that kind of stuff. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just resource management, and so having sources of re rolls that are not reliant on oath lets you you know get a lot more efficacy. So, but yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> re roll. Yeah. So the problem is they're a little short range because they're only eighteen inches. So, anyway. correct. But um. So yeah, so the the two Inceptor drops, one's Bolter, one's Plasma. I think that might be a... Um, so Plasma is great for some things, right? But for other right. things, it's not, right? Like, I've a couple times looked and said, man, I wish I could drop in and clear off that big unit of cultists that are sitting on a... Jacket. Exactly, yes. Plasma doesn't do that, right? Plasma yeah. will clear you know heavy infantry, but it's not as, a, as good at the numbers, right? So may, I, I feel like that's maybe why he took that, right? Obviously, there's the Phobos Librarian and Infiltrator combo here, right, to make a lone operative squad that locks out the middle of the board, right? Um, yeah, just a lot of cool little tech pieces, and this kind of list is going to be very much reward uh, smart, you know, researched informed play, right? So it's not just, I've got so much dice I can throw at you with weight of numbers, which is what some of the, like, the Iron Storm type lists do, but Anyway, well done, sir. Well, well, and with the fact that you have Eliminators, two squads of Eliminators, and you have Inceptors infil and Infiltrators and a Scout Squad, you have, what, four units that four deploy, and then the Inceptors give you the ability to deep strike within three inches on top of something. So if you're mm -hmm. going first into this Gene Studio Cult matchup and you get to drop your Infiltrators or your Deep Strikers first, you can basically box out the entire board. So if they yeah. have anything in reserve, there's just nowhere for them to go for the rest of the game. And you just, it's, they're done. Yeah, it's a, it's tough. I'm curious what he puts in the Impulsor. Um, is it the double, is it the two Eliminators maybe? Like two squads of Eliminators? Or uh, is it the, is it the Intercessors? And, and where, because I said we have Azriel, right? But we don't have the usual suspects, which is the Hellblasters. Yeah, so I'm assuming then at that point, 
potentially have Lieutenant Nazril going to the Intercessor squad, but if they go in that squad, then they can't go in the Impulsor, which then opens the door to to do double Eliminator. So basically, the Impulsor becomes a platform for four LAS cannons, which is pretty cool. I've done that before. It's it's cool. You know, it's it's cute. It works. But yeah, so I'm um I am kind of curious what the what the the leadership plan here is. Uh it's got to be Azrael Lieutenant Intercessor. So, yeah. Anyway, but even that in an impulsor is still good because you can start the game with your dudes on an objective, sticky it, hop them in the tank. Get your command well, point. That would be seven guys, which you couldn't jump into the yeah, impulsor right. then, right? right? So yeah, but you start on the objective, you sticky it, then you could get the CP, then you could hop in. I, I, I guess, yeah, and then, well, once again, it depends on what your why the lieutenant is there. I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not having a nothing's really jumping out to me, right? Unless the plan is just let them sit there, right? Let them sit there and yeah. cook. Right, and maybe he just says, "Well, I got room for, I got points for a lieutenant," or he wants the fallback charge. I'm not sure. So, all right, all right. Well, congratulations, Chris, on your victory at the Queen City Oktoberfest GT. Moving on, we have the Mid Missouri Maelstrom event. No. This is 57 players, uh, five rounds from Ashland, Missouri. Another, so another first Missouri. place. Okay. Uh, yep, and another first place Dark Angels. So obviously Missouri is a hub for Dark Angels play. We love to see it. Uh, we have Kyle Lamperez uh, there, and he's got an Iron Storm spearhead. It's called the Iron Angels. So we got like, you'd want to say biker Dark Angels, but no, son. Yeah. That would be Ravenwing. This is this is the big boys, the big beefy tanky this is, boys. This is an Ironwing list. So. All right, we got uh, three characters: Azrael, a, te- a target augury web tech marine, and a master machine war tech marine. Right, so the target augury web is the six-inch aura of lethal hits. That's very important, right? And the master machine war is the uh, is the uh, advanced shoot, fallback, and shoot for vehicles. Right, so then battle line. He's got the inter- he's got intercessors, five of them. Then he's got ten assault intercessors. He did the thing. He did the maybe thing. Maybe he did the thing. I maybe he did the thing. I don't know. Yeah, right. And then we've got double ballistas, double lancer. Yes. Ooh. Right. And then uh, double plasma inceptor, mm. land raider redeemer, and the double redemptor dreadnought. This is a tough Ugh. list, right? Um, Ugh. This is this is a tough list. So. Uh, I played against a list very similar to this, and I will talk about my experiences with it. Right? Um, I so the thing that makes this Dark Angel is the only the only thing that makes this not you know Iron Father Pharaohs is you have Azrael for the extra CP generation. Right? So uh, there you go. So this list uh, works just by sheer efficacy of shooting, right? And you've got the Inceptors to get your uh, get your backfield. You know, back, you know, objective objective play, right? And you just move this whole thing forward, advance and shoot this whole little bu- bubble, and it just just does a lot of damage. Just does a lot of damage, right? And I'm assuming here, just looking at this, he's got a redeemer that potentially you're putting these assault intercessors in there to keep them safe, and then yeah, and they then just deploy them out of it. Off you go. So, yeah, that could be the thing. So, 
Uh, so he had a 91 to 85 victory against Kyle McCord, who had a combined regiment Astro Militarum list in the final round. So big points scored, but also gave up some big points. So you got to be smart in how you play and really get your points where you can, because uh, this list gave an, up an a lot 85 of points. point loss. Is, is yeah, is a big one. Now this list obviously gives up. Um, uh, what is it? Bring it down, right? You'll 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 yeah. max bring it down against this list. No big deal, right? So. Uh, and all right, so I, we can talk about that more later because I that turned out to be one of my strategies. I played against Iron Storm twice in the, in the tournament. I played. Okay, so yeah. okay, okay. So uh, in sixth place at this event, we have Steve Boatwright, who played also played Iron Storm Spearhead Dark Angels. And the notes we have from Goonhammer are that he had Invictors, Dreads, and a Dark Shroud. So I put that in there uh, because not often that we see Invictors and Dark Shrouds in the same list. So, so congratulations I to Steve for bringing something spicy. I really like dark shrouds in this list because they 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 really make a difference uh, in your all your vehicles are in cover. So OP's five uh, is for Volkite GT. So we got a forty player GT five rounds at Santa in Santa Rosa, California. We have Jake okay. Nelson also running a Iron Storm Spearhead. He's got Dreadnoughts, Lancers, a dark shroud, and a bunch of. Talon Masters. All right. And I'm curious about so, this. I actually, I went and pulled this list out because this is kind of how I thought Iron Storm was going to play with Dark Angels. So we've got uh, a Talon Master with Master of Machine War, right? Which, once again, that's the, it's a six inch Arha of Advance and Shoot, Fall Back and Shoot, right? And then you have another Talon Master, which does not have any buffs or any enhancements. Now, Talon Masters are lone operative when they're within, you know, six inches of another. Yes mounted or fly vehicle which another talon master is so two talon masters mm. or three talon masters can screen each other right oh boy, hit me in the comments go. hit me in the comments i don't know that that seems to be what it says come, so come at um, me bro moment <laughs> all right so um now i have so i got the two talon masters a tech marine uh with target augury web because that enhancement is limited to a tech marine right it's a 40 point enhancement which is, i think the most expensive one we've seen this whole edition. Yes. Then you have an adept of the Omnissiah Tech Marine, which is the you know zero one one thing of damage per round. Okay, so that's our characters. And then we've got two Gladiator Lancers, a Dark Shroud, two Plasma uh, Redemptor Dreadnoughts. My bad, three Plasma Redemptor Dreadnoughts. And then yeah. we've got two Scout Squads. Correction, three Scout Squads, and two Whirlwinds, and a Calidus. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a fast <laughs> list because yes. those redemptors uh, are going to move quick, right? The they're going to be minus one to hit in cover, so effectively plus one armor, right? Because of the dark shroud, you're not going to waste any time shooting at the dark shroud, right? Because it's kind of a pain. It's kind of a waste. Um, but and even if you do, you know, this thing is going to be ball, bubbled up, right? Like an old, you know, Death Star, so that when you shoot your last cannon at the Dark Shroud, the Omnissiah Adept is just going to zero the first one, right? And then this thing can splinter off and just, right? Those two Talon Masters can shoot yep. off and go do their own thing, right? Um, this, is a, this is cool, right? This is kind of how I was thinking Iron Storm was going to work, except I probably would have dropped... Um, the Lancers for uh, Landspeed or Vengeances. 
Oh, okay, but, got a little more dark angel, but, leaning more. Yeah, but just once again, because I wanted the speed, but that's just, but that's me. So, uh, it's cool. I, I I like this list. It's neat. It works very well. Um, once again, it gives up a lot of, uh, gives up a lot of bring it down points, but it's got you know, uh, multiple scout squads, right? Uh, three scout squads for objective play and a Kalidus assassin and two whirlwinds to counter your object your objective play. So the whirlwinds will just. You know, indirect yep. fire, right, uh, on basically anything that that you got. So, okay. Um, well, right. What's this? What is this let's, event? Other Realms Final Stand GT? Let's hold off on that one and and talk about it last, so we can just <laughs> roll it straight into the gotcha. main. But so gotcha. uh, the next event is 110 player six round GT in the Netherlands. Uh, we, <laughs> is that how we're gonna do this? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm working up the courage. Um, Regions North Holland, uh, Netherlands gotcha. on November 18th. So, uh, Vincent Koopmans, uh, Dark Angels, Iron Storm, Spearhead, second place, undefeated. Ooh, love it. Yeah. So, Combi Weapon Lieutenant, uh, Augury Web Tech Marine, Adept of the Messiah Tech Marine. Then. A five-man Deathwing Night Squad, a Lancer, a Gladiator Reaper, Ooh. interesting, uh, two Plasma Inceptor Squads, an Infiltrator Squad, then one, two, three Redemptors, two Scouts, and a Whirlwind. Okay, I like I like the inclusion of the Deathwing Knights because they give you a yep. little wait. Do I really want to go in there? Do I really want to? Do yeah. I? <laughs> so, yeah, they give you something you can use to bully the, to bully the board a bit. Now, well, my experience is that there's only five, and yeah. there's no character support. Correct. Uh, my experience is that five is not the critical mass you need, right? Uh, f- five will you'll lose two or three of them shooting a turn, right? And so they will be now. It's it's easier to hide five of them, right, and push them to the middle of the board. But yeah. So, but once again, I don't know what else you're going to drop uh, to get the other ten, right? Because it's a that's 235 points, right? That's one that's one and a half year. That's like a redemptor in one of your scout squads, basically, to get the other ten of them in there, right? Um, well, but yeah, but when you have two gladiator chassis and three redemptor chassis, are you going to spend your time shooting at the slow moving terminator squad, or are you going right. to shoot these things yeah. that just because because with the reaper, I mean, it's got the twin heavy onslaught gatling cannon. Like that thing's just like ripping damage. So when you're going into this, um, that chaos, a cursed cultist blob, or the big blobs of gaunts, or the big blobs of boys, or the big blobs of whatever gene stealer cult you're running into, like I could see that's a pretty good, effective meta play. Um, yeah, interesting. I'm really uh, that's yeah. I'm glad somebody brought him brought that right. That's cool. So the Reaper, right? So yeah, there's clearly a you know he thought he needed something to handle big blobs of infantry. Maybe there's a lot of chaos, right? The Or the, the those 20-man Krieg blobs. No, oh, I hate yeah. the 20-man Krieg. <laughs> Which are really yeah, annoying. I hate the 20-man Krieg. Yeah, or the, yeah. Um, or the, the Necron warrior blobs, right? We like yep. uh, we can talk, we, we'll, we'll, we'll drop a, a hundred Secret Orders episode maybe in a couple weeks to talk about Necrons. But um, anyway, yeah. So, okay. Uh, once again, different take on Iron Storm, right? Because we've kind of seen yep. Iron Storm 
narrow down a couple different ways, but you know, this is made dark angelly by the inclusion of the Deathwing Knights, right? Uh, and that's basically it, right? So, yeah. all right, cool. We love to see it. All right, we have the standoff, 36 players, five-round GT in Portland, Maine. This is also November 18th. We yep. have Jeffrey Colpitz. He's playing Vanguard, Spearhead. Ooh, ooh, I missed this one. Let's yeah, see if he... I can go find this. So this and is he's running 18th. that infiltrating Deathwing Knight special. Yeah, the the thing that I've always that I've been very like, ooh, yes, please, this is what I want to play. So this is I think we talked about it last month a little bit, where this is kind of where I wanted to go after going to the Florida GT and getting new codexes. The idea of having movement shenanigans with all my infantry, including the Deathwing Knights, that include you know pulling them off the board and putting them in reserve, for deploying them with a, an enhancement mm -hmm. on a character attached to them. Because who doesn't want to just put your Deathwing Knights nine inches away from your opponent so you can turn one, move five inches, and then charge okay. into them and just call it a day? All right. So your boy here, uh, here's his his strength of schedule. So game one, hundred points into looks like um, Thunderwolves. So which is a real good list. Then yep. round two, uh, ninety seven points into chaos right okay chaos is real good right round three uh this is Drakari. okay 84 points Drakari aren't in a great spot right now but i'm not yep. going to minimize his, his accomplishments here if you get to round three undefeated right and your pair in a tournament you're clearly a, a very skilled archon yes round four right uh we're got a 90 point win Right over a Sororitas, and okay. fifth round, right into Votan, Ooh. and that was still an eighty-four point loss. So lots of points scored here. Right, let's take a look at this gentleman's list. Um, all right, army name. You can't see me. <laughs> uh, so Cena. All right, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna copy and drop this to our show notes so that Bailey can follow along here. Oop, there Excellent. we go. All right, so oh, yeah. what we have here is <clears throat> Azrael, okay, Terminator Chaplain with the blade driven deep, key yes. part of this Vanguard detachment, right? A yes. Kadu up lieutenant with sh uh, who's a Shadow War veteran. Okay, good. Right? What does the Shadow War veteran do? I don't remember. I think that's the stratagem messing with one if i remember off the top of that's my the head. one that lets, so lets him lets him do the vect thing i think maybe okay yeah i think that's the vect one yeah all right so then uh here we go we got five intercessors cool and then here's where it's gonna get here's where it gets neat we have one two three four five six devastator centurions oh my god <laughs> and then yes 10 Deathwing Knights. <laughs> um, now, obviously, you can't blade-driven deep the Devastator Centurions, right? But... Uh, right. All right, sure. Um, then two uh, drop Plasma Inceptor, right? Inf then Infiltrators, uh, Scouts, and then Double Lancer and a Kalidus. I like okay. it. Okay. Yeah, like the... Uh, yeah, the the ten Deathwing Knights with Blade Driven Deep is, you know, 
<laughs> it's drop in the middle of the board. Hey, here, what are you going to do about this? I don't care what you try and yeah. do about it, but well, and then, and then behind that, the six inner, the like this devastator centurions is like, are you going to ignore these ten dudes in your face, or these six dudes run around literally obliterating yeah. everything else? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and they're devastator centurions. They're not super fast, but they don't need to be because uh, they shoot right. So cool. All right, that's interesting. And that double lancer, right? Um, and everything is stealthy, right? Because minus one, it's. Uh, that's the that's yeah. the old Vanguard thing does. So, and the Calidus is just really good. <laughs> She's really good. So, okay, um, man, that's a tough. Scepters, so yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's a uh, that is a good total battle points four hundred fifty five in a five round event. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. awesome. Cool. He was yeah, definitely... Shadow War uh, veteran. Is the Vect one just confirmed? Yeah, and his last, so his final opponent uh, was, yep, the Cullen Burns. Uh, so the Votan player ended up winning. It was a ninety-eight point win, ninety-eight to eighty-four, right over the over this list. Uh, wow! And you know he is a looks like his listed team is uh, U.S. Army Esports, right? So you know he ain't no scrub. No, right, representing exactly. the United States Army. So there you go. Uh, well done. Well done. All right. Yep, I love it. Good job, Jeffrey. So, last one to talk about. Let's hit uh, the old, the other realms' final stand, All right? And we'll just kind of roll this into our uh, our main segment. So, the highest of the th placing of the three Dark Angel players there was Robert Moreau. Uh, Robert was running Iron Storm Dreadnought or Iron Storm Dark Angels. Uh, Mostly, if I got his thing pulled up, there we go. Where Robert? Where's your list? All right. So uh, Rob was running. So he had Azrael, a librarian in Phobos armor, the combi weapon lieutenant, and the two tech marines with Adept of the Messiah and target augury web. Right. Then a unit of okay. intercessors. Then double ballistas, a brutalis, a gladiator oh, yeah. reaper, double inceptor, infiltrator. Double Redemptor Scouts Calidus. Okay. Okay. So right. I see where that's um, going. Yeah. Really, what this is like, like Azrael is the only Dark Angel piece here because he's, you know, just giving you the CP you need to make this list work. Uh, other than that, yeah. you're you're basically relying on discarding uh, discarding objectives every turn, right? Which is unreliable at best. Um, so. So yeah, so this gives you the ability to challenge the middle of the board. I didn't actually get to watch any of his games. I was at this tournament uh, because you know we're always just I don't know. I walked past it a couple times, but, but yeah. Uh, so he did pretty well, um, obviously. So his first game was into a uh, Nurgle player. His second game was into Space Wolves, right? Uh, and. His first loss was into Kaleo. Kaleo was playing a high. I brought wolves. Here's 25 Thunderwolves yeah. and Logan on his Santa sleigh. And good God in heaven, that list hits like a truck. Um, yep. Yes, oh, my Lord. Right. That was the only game that Robert lost. Right. So he was 90. So his second game was a 50 point win. Right. I don't think they finished. Yeah. Uh, was what I got told from that. Because his second round opponent was my third round opponent. Right. And they didn't finish the game. 
Uh, and then his last two games were both 100 point wins, which is what kicked him up right into the into the top four, into the top four. So, all right. Gotcha. So uh, the other it is time, Heath. So uh, the well, also another one. So this is uh, Joshua Kohavi Sutherland uh, representing Team Maui Nokooi. So Josh was also playing Dark Angels Ironstorm, right? And I actually played him in the fifth round. Right. So Josh's list was basically it's very similar to some of the ones we read before. Uh, so it's three tech marines. Uh, one of which has Augury Web, one of which has uh, Master Machine War. Right. And one of which has okay. Adept of the Messiah. Then he's got a unit of plasma inceptors, three units of scouts. And then a ballistas. Two Lancers, three Redemptors, two Whirlwinds, and a Dark Shroud. And from what he told me, the only reason he played this list is Dark Angels because he wanted the Dark Shroud, right? And the Dark Shroud made a difference because the final gotcha. game of the tournament uh, on day five, on day two, right? Game five was a. Um... Man, go! I got the got the stuffs. We're going to the stuffs, right? So game five was. Uh, did I not send it to you? Just Josh. There it is. There it is. Yeah, Josh. Josh Kalavi Sutherland. All right. Um, it was Crucible Battle, Chilling Rain. Right. So it was basically a long edge or short edge to short edge. So I and I found myself in a ranged shooting match with an Iron Storm list. Uh, and, and the, and I got first turn, the thing that made the difference, like why I didn't kill any of this stuff on turn one was the dark shroud. Cause he adapted, he he adapted one of the, you know, one of the last cannon, you know, wounds away. Right. Uh, and then I left one of his dreadnoughts on one wound. Right. And the dark shroud made all the difference. Right. So, um, that game was looking real rough until the deathwing knights got home. Right, and then it looked a little bit more winnable, <laughs> but uh, anyway. So, so yeah. So that was Josh's list. Um, so then let's go ahead and go to me. All right. So uh, to summarize, so I landed straight middle of the pack. Right, twenty-eight player event. I was number fifteen. Um, I finished okay. two and two and three, uh, which is I think underrepresents my overall performance. Once again. Right, um, you know, win loss is ultimately the only stat that matters. But uh, I had a seventy point loss into Necrons on round one, right? Uh, a then a ninety six point win in, into uh, Iron Storm, right? Uh, Iron Hands, full on Iron Hands, yeah, Iron Father Pharaohs, right? And then I had a th- a forty point loss into Space Wolves, and then an eighty four point win into Chaos, and then a, a sixty three point loss into Dark Angels, Iron Storm. So um, I scored 350 battle points, which is which is pretty good. I was actually pretty happy with that performance. Uh, That's good. I I scored more battle points than the uh, next two people on top of me. Right, actually, holy that's crap. always good. The next like five or six people on top of me, right? So it seems um, to be a theme with Dark Angels that you just crank out points. Doesn't matter yeah, how you, so you lose the, game, you just crank points. The the so the number eight player was the was the next one up that scored more battle points than me, right? Um, 
so so yeah anyway let's uh so just to briefly run down my list and i sent you a copy of it so we can put it on a graphic in the show but uh scrolling back up to the where it is whoop so uh, we, we we talked about it a bit, I think, on the last the last uh, yeah. episode. But I made did make some changes based on the discussions that we had. So uh, the the core of it's pretty similar, right, to what you would ex- expect. And I'm stalling as I'm scrolling trying to find where this thing is. Anyway, screw it. I'll just read it off the website. Um, all right. So there we go. All right, uh, so this is a Gladius list uh, because I've been playing Gladius for a long time. I was comfortable with it, and I it was I didn't want to change and get fancy, right? So I had a Biologus with Fire Discipline, Azrael, a Terminator Captain with the Honor of a Hemant, uh, a yep. Combi Weapon Lieutenant, then uh, a squad of Boltstorm Aggressors. Um, I paid for six of them, but I only brought five because I couldn't fit all of them into the dread into the into the Land Raider. Uh, so, because I didn't have a Land Raider Redeemer built, and honestly, I even if I had the 40 extra points to pay for it, I liked the double Godhammer Las Cannons, because <laughs> they're a, yeah. they're a, that's a lot of anti-tank shooting. Um, yeah. So, right, so then I had a Ballistus, uh, the 10 Deathwing Knights, 10 Hellblasters, the Land Raider, 5 Scouts, a Stormspeeder Thunderstrike, and a Kalidus. So, okay, yeah, yeah. so uh, what I did differently with this list, I think the last time we talked about, was I realized I needed more objective play. So I, I tweaked it around a little bit. I added the scouts, right? And I made sure I can get the Calidus in there, right? And I don't remember what I talked about doing the last time, but basically um, I ended up with the points I had left over, putting the Terminator Captain, giving him the honor of a Hemet. And that actually made a pretty big difference. Uh, I firmly believe in taking the uh, Relic Fist on the Terminator Captain because that unit needs a high-strength weapon that can punch into high-damage stuff right. or to high-toughness right. stuff uh, because the even the start, even the, the, the Knight Master only has his uh, flail is only strength 6, even though it's AP2 and has devastating wounds. It's only strength yeah, 6. Yeah. So when you're doing the math on, I need plus one, I'm going to do plus one wound on stuff, that uh, Terminator Captain is going to be wounding on fours and AP two, well, AP three, if you're using the, if you're in the Assault Doctrine, right, into most vehicles, right, which is actually really yeah. good. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh way we saw this list run in Index Space Marines was that you would give the Terminator Captain the Adept of the Codex, uh, but they, I didn't realize this until somewhat recently. They actually changed that in the codex. Because, so it used to be it said your this this leader and his unit can uh, can fall back and charge, fall back, shoot and charge. What it says now is you can declare yourself to be in the tactical doctrine at any time. So subtle difference, right? Because this yeah. unit wants to be in the assault doctrine, so they can get the maximum benefit out of honor the chapter. Right, I can fall back, charge back in, use my free stratagem to use auto chapter. Get lan- you know, lance doesn't trigger unless you're charging, right? And then right. if I'm in assault doctrine, I get the additional point of AP as well, right? So the change to the depth of the codex kind of breaks that combo. So I was like, okay, well, 
will go Honor Vehement just because I have the points and having that extra one or two attacks because Honor Vehement goes yeah. to two attack bonus if you're in the Assault Doctrine. And that's a big deal because that means he gets like seven punches with that stupid fist and it's great. Anyway. Yep, I like that. Um, so uh, this list worked pretty well. It really did. Those Deathwing Knights are just monsters. Um, my first opponent uh, was in... Uh, was Necrons, as I said. Um, really good, uh, really, really, really skilled opponent. He knew Necrons really well. It was a double Lich Guard list. Uh, and uh, I don't remember if I went first or not. This is what I get for trying to run this like three weeks after the talk about this three weeks after the fact. But um, anyway, uh, based on the way it's showing on the scoreboard, I think he went first. I think that's probably the case. So yeah, so I took yeah. uh, tactical objectives. He took tactical objectives, uh, and we basically, you know, maneuvered and positioned. He shot, didn't really do much. I shot, almost killed his reanimator because he he left it out a little sloppy, but uh, he didn't fall for the bait of trying to charge my Deathwing knights. Um, instead, on turn two, he charged my Deathwing knights with both units of Lich guards at the same time, right? And that kind of worked i still managed to punch through i killed an entire unit of lich guard and most of the second unit and i just kind of ran out of resources between shooting yeah. you know because i dumped the aggressors and the plat and my Hellblasters and the knights into that second unit and just like i'm like the feeling of pain on those things is just so good right and just just wasn't yeah. quite eff efficient enough and uh, left one or two alive, and they just started reanimating. And uh, I, he had a big warrior blob. They went and they took an objective. I just ignored him. Screw it. I'm not interacting with that anymore. But I managed to hold, uh, basically really effectively hold three objectives for a good portion of the game. Uh, and ended up scoring 30 on primary, 30 on secondaries, 10 for battle ready. And he outscored me by four. Four points, basically. Or sorry, no, he got 45 on primary and additional four on secondary. So it was a 79 to 70 defeat. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the difference was there in that back half. Once you ran out of resources, he was able to pop on the yeah. objectives and start racking in primary. Yeah, he, was, he, he out-primaried me because I could never get to his home objective, and he just uncontested sat on one. I held the center for a good portion for the first couple, two turns of the game. So, you know, he went... 5, 10, 15, 15 on primary. I went 10, 10, 5, 5, right? Yeah. Um, I outscored him on secondary, right? Because he, you know, he had a couple of bad draws. He drew, you know, cleanse on turn one, which is a bad draw, right? He drew overwhelming force and deploy teleport homers on turn two, which requires him to go to the middle of the board, which means my knights can just block, right? Yeah. And which is what they want to do, right? So I got area denial and assassinate on turn two, or sorry, on turn three, and he drew, uh, he tossed area denial and drew storm hostile and assassinate, right? Which, uh, which he got, right? And then he got tempting target, secure no man's land, and he was not able to get capture enemy outpost or behind enemy lines on last turn. So, um, once again, close game. I had, I think there was like one, th if I had made one little move a little better with how I kind of anchored my, uh, how I'd moved my my night blob i could have 
done a bit better job of getting in and killing the death, uh, killing that second Lich Guard squad, right? Or reapportioned my shooting in a slightly more effective way. It was definitely a winnable game, and it was it was coming down to like that last turn where it's like, oh man. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's well, what's it, just, up. it just looks it looks like he just got hurt on objectives that required speed. Which I'm assuming, which yeah. makes sense with Necrons. And well, he, he had like a unit of two blades that was trying to basically strive around, yeah. you know, my left flank, and I was, and um, then he had a unit of uh, what's it, death marks uh, and a hex mark that dropped in, right, to okay. try and shoot my uh, lone operative. Oh, that's what it was. I forgot my um, Lucambi weapon lieutenant's uh, reroll wound ability. No, no. I just completely forgot about it. I didn't even deploy the guy until turn two because I forgot about him, right? So I was like, oh, crap, I forgot to deploy this guy. You mind? I'll just put him in deep strike, right? He's like, sure, no worries. And then I forgot about his rule, which I would have declared for the middle of the board because I knew that's where all the scrum was going to be with two units of Lich Guard and one unit of Deathly Knights. Yeah. And not rerolling ones to wound against Lich Guard? <sighs> that would have flipped the game, yeah, right? Because it. I had just barely not killed that second unit of Lich Guard. Anyway. Um, so frustrating, right? I, I would have killed that second unit of Lich Guard, which means I would have held primary the whole turn, the whole game. Anyway, whatever. So that's where we're at. <laughs> um, yeah. But I so, like it. I mean, it's it's big points. I mean, you have primary, and, you know, getting behind enemy lines on turn one instead of, say, a turn two is pretty brutal uh, because basically any turn but turn one, you can score that, I would think. And uh, tempting targets always hard, especially when he's like, "Oh yeah, I picked the one that has all my Necron wares on it." And it's like, "Yeah, sure, thanks, buddy." Yeah, big, okay. big hand there. Sure, so, yeah, it's like, yeah, and capture enemy outpost again. If capture enemy outpost is late game and your and your Deathwing Knights are rolling, that's which easy. I have done before, right? It's like, okay, I'm gonna hold on to this, right? The the, the Deathwing Knights yeah. are are doing their thug fizzle right down the middle of the board. You can absolutely walk into his objective and just punch him off of it, but. Anyway, so yeah, so that's why I, I forgot a rule, right? And so after that, I made a little index card and I set it like, don't. <laughs> anyway, yeah. right? And I still forgot it a couple more times. Like, oh, crap, I can reroll once to wound here. But yeah, all right. That's so that's about so mad. Oh, my God. I was so mad at myself. Anyway, so uh, so game two played against uh, Tadaji. He played a Iron Hands list, full on Iron Hands. Um, brief summary of what this looks like. Um, uh, so we had a captain in Gravis armor with 10 in heavy intercessors. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> uh, Iron Father Pharos, uh, a tech marine with a depth of Neo Messiah and another tech marine with no enhancements. And then Ballistus, Brutalis, Double Redemptor, five Terminators, triple vindicator oh i remember you sending me a picture of this list <laughs> yeah yeah it's scary right it's a big old part yeah it was i looked at it, i was like oh my god this is so and um anyway i actually do have a couple pictures of this so maybe we can put them in the in you know we'll, yeah. we'll put them in so we can get a visual but uh i looked at it and i wasn't sure how this was going to play out but it it worked out in my favor it was a 96 to 19 win because yeah, I what say, I did yeah, I would agree with that. was uh, was I chose fixed objectives. I said, okay, assassinate, bring it down. Because you've got sure. characters, 
you've got vehicles and I have the means to kill both of those things. And what I realized when I did this was this list works really, really well into that because I can say, I don't have to keep anything on my home objective, right? This particular uh, mission, which was search and destroy chilling rain, right? You don't get points for scoring your home objective, right? It's the deploy servo skulls. Right. This is the one where you move where you, you move the yeah, domain yeah, land yeah. objectives around, right? So like I don't give a crap on my home objective. Go forth, right? Fear no darkness. Right. And holy crap. I uh round one, right? He shot, he killed a couple of terminators, right? They were queued up right outside nine to the center of the board. Yeah. They declared assault doctrine, or they flipped into it, they flipped into assault doctrine, charged the middle of the board. Right, I had shot. I'd done a lot of shooting. Basically, killed. I think his ballista or his uh, brutalis. I made an eight-inch charge, and those terminators hit his front line and just killed everything. Um, Excellent. <laughs> they went. It, they went hard in the paint. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I got. I'm. I got a. Four points for assassinate and six points for bringing it down on turn one. I got four points for assassinate and six points for bringing it down on turn two. And I have a 10 man terminator blob on his side of the board just pushing, right? And they're moving the service goal with them. Uh, my intercessors or my uh, aggressors and my hell blasters dumped, they, they moved out to the left, dumped everything into that inter in his heavy intercessor squad, killed it, right? Gone, right? And then um, the Anyway, this was a, uh, I, yeah, I think I, I tabled, I tab tabled him at the end of turn four, right? Um, Dang. So, yeah, it was it was spicy. So, uh, yeah, that's how that worked out. Not much else to say about that. Um, but I think that the realization, this is the first time I think I'd played fixed objectives. And when you can, when you can, into Iron Storm, it's a good choice because it frees you up from having to make some other decisions, right? Or yeah. keep stuff in reserve, or or you know, not in you know rules reserve, but un, you know units uncommitted, so that you can respond to a investigate signals draw or an exactly. occasional front yeah, draw yeah, yeah. or something like that, right? So when you're presented with that, it's something you should really consider because Iron Storm lists are going to have a lot of characters. And if you're getting into their character, their their vehicles, you're getting into their characters as well. So, well, and right. the, then the other issue is is that when you're playing the tactical and you're not playing the fixed, is you're going to have to put some stuff out in the middle of the board that all they do are do actions and they're not killing things and mm -hmm. they they then immediately get killed. So you're playing into the hands of the Iron Storm list when you trying to play those, you know, deploy teleport homers, the behind enemy lines, the, Oh, I have to go into the corners for it. Yeah. So I could see where that's yeah. definitely yeah. to your advantage. Just be like, yeah, I don't care about all that stuff. I'm just going to kill you. So this one I was able to, um, and the reason the, the combi Lieutenant and the scouts and the Calidus are in the list is for objective play like that. So I was able to yeah. use the, you know, his two CP like, or his, his stratagem that gives the, uh, the vehicles, you know, five up sustained lethal hits, right? I was like, nope, yeah, yeah. that costs more CP. You're never doing that again. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, and I was able to, you know, use the scouts to like kind of bait off his, you know, his, like his one of his, you know, fight his uh, Gravis captain or his fighty characters. It was, it was, it worked out pretty well. So, and, and the uh, 
the thunder strike make it a big difference. It's like, all right, oh, yeah. put all my shooting to that. That's going to die. That's going to die. Right. So, so yeah. All right. Uh, so round three uh, was into Todd Kincaid. Uh, I've talked about him on this list before. This is the uh, CEO of Table War, right? Sponsor of the okay. team, right? The progenitor of these, you know, these fine uh, cases. Uh, so he runs, uh, he's a space wolf player. And this was a high pressure melee combat list. Uh, so is that why you only have five primary points? Yes. Um, and this one, <laughs> yeah. Now, once again, I had a shot oh, to win man. this game and, and I'm, I got a little greedy on turn two, right? Okay. So he had uh, a jump pack captain with a relic shield and a thunder hammer with portents of wisdom. Uh, then he had two wolf guard battle leaders on thunder wolves, two wolf lords on thunder wolves, and Ragnar Blackmane. Uh, he had an intercept, two intercessor squads and a squad of blood, ten blood claws. Then he had Fenrisian wolves, thirty points for a unit that can just sit on an objective, which is amazing. Yeah, right? uh, two infiltrator units, a redemptor, an executioner, a repulsor executioner. And then uh, two squads of three Thunderwolf Cavalry, uh, a squad of five Wolf Guard that's going to go with Ragnar, and then a squad of Vanguard Veterans with Jump Packs that goes with the Jump Pack Captain. Um, now, three Thunderwolf Cavalry with a Wolf Lord and a, a Wolf Guard Battle Leader on Thunderwolf with each of them is two just like... Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so he got first turn. You know, they advanced, they moved, they set up, they took an objective, and I... Uh, Moved my Deathwing. Sorry. Yeah, so I I had moved my Deathwing knights up to basically form a right a right flank, right to re to refuse a flank by anchoring it between two pieces of to to mounted units in passable terrain. And then I was like, well, you know, his little his um squad of uh, wolf guards or of jump pack guys are over there. Right, and they've all got storm shields, right? So they've all got invul saves, right? And they've got so what if I move my hellblasters up and I get Azrael in range and I get some of those devastating wounds over there, right? That'll clear a lot of those things off. And then when he moves at me, I can just use uh, the squad tactic stratagem to react move back behind my terminators. Um, I got greedy, you know. I, I so I, yeah. I move that unit. Probably three or four inches too far out to get one extra shot with Azrael's weapon, get it in rapid fire range, and um, didn't. I should have stayed behind the screen of the Deathwing Knights and just shot over them, right? Uh, gotcha. So, and I had, and I split the shooting between the Vanguard, the veterans, and the one of his units of Thunderwolves, right? So, okay. he had a unit of Thunderwolves in the middle of the board. I shot at them and. The aggressor shot the other one. I ended up killing that unit. And then the other unit, which I was kind of relying on, he's going to charge Deathwing Knights. He's going to bounce off. I'm going to counter fight. It's going to be it's going to be a problem. They got into, they charged the end of the line. They got the Deathwing Knights and they got the Hellblasters. And that did not work out for me. So, yeah. so by not, so by not yeah. correctly screening my right flank, um, I, I lost a unit, a full unit of Hellblasters, including Azrael on turn two. And that would have swung the game because I killed everything, right? Uh, those yeah, Deathwing yeah. Knights and the aggressors, right? And the and all the rest of my stuff. Um, my Kalidus made a hero play. Like I drew, uh, I think I drew deploy teleport Homer and capture enemy outpost. Yeah, I see that here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 
I was able to score both of those at the same time on round two. I draw, I had picked the Calidus up at the end of round one. I dropped the Calidus on his home objective, deployed a teleport homer, satisfied capture me outpost, and and that was the one that his uh, intercessors had stickied. So I had like a 13 point swing right uh, with just that. Nice. Right. And that kind of put me back in the shot. Right. Uh, but the fact that I had to spend the rest of the game, like instead of, you know, instead I, I lost one of my, this, this list has three primary pieces, right? I guess it has the, it yeah. has the Hellblasters has the Knights and it has the aggressors and then the, the shooting. Right. And losing the Hellblasters on turn two and the CP generation they made was a big problem. So, yeah. so that was, that was what lost me this game. Um, failing that, I could have easily, you know, pushed back out of it, right, and finished off the finished everything off, and uh, would have been a much closer game. So, anyway, that's where I'm at. Uh, I, I do love that deep strike, like score. That's like totally a me thing. I love that that you were able to get that double whammy. Of yeah, take that objective, score all those points, and that's a god god level play. I love it. That's a prime mark level play. All right, so I finished I finished day one, uh, one and two, but once again, I'm I know what I did wrong, right? And and right. I don't think I, I wasn't more like I played a tournament in Maui a couple you know the end of last year where I where I was like I was zero and three on the day, right? And the first two games I was like very close, absolutely had a shot, right? And the third game I just got straight bodied by Tao, and there was nothing I could do about it, right? But this one I was like feeling pretty good, so okay, I can definitely yeah. turn this around. So. Uh, Round four, uh, day or game one of Sunday, I played Nicholas Kadama. Uh, he had a chaos list entitled "Therapy is Okay, but Vashtor is Better." Um, <laughs> so this, this, and this one is why I'm counting this this uh, game overall as a win, or this tournament overall as a win, because he brought his epic heroes were Vashtor the Archifane, Abaddon the Despoiler. And Cypher. Oh my. Okay. Cypher named Zahariel, born of Caliban. So then his other characters were a Master Possession and two Warpsmiths. And then he had okay. uh, a five man Terminator squad, five possessed, two Forge Fiends, and a Lord of Skulls. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, Lord of Skulls. Two Forge Fiends. Those Forge Fiends each had three Ectoplasma Cannons. Right? Or I guess yep, one had three I Ectoplasma Cannons, that. one had two Hades, one had an Ectoplasm Cannon. Right? And this is a that's a tough those things are those things are yep. dangerous. Uh yes. So they are real dangerous. Anyway. The because they have three D three shots with these guns that are like three damage each, right? And they have a, and they yep. can do devastating wounds, right? It's crazy. Anyway, so um, he put the Lord of Skulls right in the middle of Ashtor's behind it, right? And the Forge Fiends were sitting on his, each objective with a warp smith next to each one. And um, Cypher was in his backfield objective, right? And Cypher is basically a Calidus assassin for Chaos Marines. So um, I uh, we had a big piece of blocking terrain in the middle of the board. It's a short edge to short edge. Uh, the emissions were sweeping engagement and chosen battlefield so we could uh, set up objectives a little bit, I think. Or this is one where you had to like basic. I think this one was the ritual. It's because we had. Remember, we had to drop. Yeah, this has. The oh no, 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 sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I was looking at the wrong one. So okay. hammer and anvil, chilling rain, yep. and then the ritual. Yeah, hammer and anvil, chilling rain, the ritual. So, uh, 
So anyway, I plan on, and I had one of the things I do highly recommend. My buddy and I that were going to this tournament together, we spent the night before because you know, all the missions were published, right? So we went through and said, okay, right. how are we going to plan to, to to score these objectives? And I had said, okay, if I move, so with the ritual, I move down, right, and I go over this way. I can, I had planned pre pre game, right what my strategy for scoring the ritual is going to be. So I just executed that plan and it worked really well. Um, I didn't know what the train was going to be like, obviously I just kind of modified a little bit to, to keep cover, but uh, I was able to, you know, deploy everything pretty much in cover. So I didn't lose anything on turn one, right? I moved out, you know, I, I went devastator doctrine on turn one, right? Moved everything out, uh, you know, advanced, Move my dreadnought up to get a, a line of sight angle. Move my iron, my uh, thunder strike. Move the land raider. Dumped all my shooting into the uh, what's it called? The Lord of Skulls. Lord Got of down Skulls. to like ten wounds. I in the command phase, I flipped my uh, knights into assault doctrine. They charged right across the middle of the board. They advanced. They were like a five or six to advance. They made a charge. They got contact with Lord of Skulls and they tore that thing to pieces, right? Just nice. knocked it down. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Uh, oh no. <laughs> um, and then uh, they start, they, they consolidate, right? Uh, onto an objective. They get, they get some cover. They start taking shooting from the hate, from the, the forge fiends, right? Okay. And that's the, I lose like half of them, right? More than that, probably down to like three or four. Um, yeah, Terminators, and then the Terminators come up, the Terminators charge, right? And Abaddon and the Terminators kind of basically finish them off, right? So, that and he sense. has a bunch of possessed that move around. So then my next turn, the uh, aggressors get out and they do their, their, their thing, right? Their storm of fire thing onto the possessed, basically kill them. They're all, they're all but one of them are dead. Yeah. And then they make, then they're going to make their charge. They make their charge in the possessed, finish killing the possessed, and they uh, consolidate into the towards the objective. So, <clears throat> uh, and then Azrael and the Hellblasters move toward move to the middle of the board and into this uh, building. That's this uh, this ruin. And then as so he goes on his turn, uh, the Terminators uh, had taken a lot had taken a lot of shooting from my land raider and a couple other things. They're down to like maybe. Think two or three Terminators left plus Abaddon. They move towards Azrael. I Overwatch kill all the remaining Terminators. Oh my! Yeah, that's right. And he's good. like, "No, that that's fine. I'm going to go in there." Right. So Abaddon charges Azrael, kills all but like three of the turn of the Hellblasters in the middle of the board. Azrael draws a sword of secrets and slays Abaddon in single combat. Yeah, roll let's like go. five sixes to wound and just boom, right? Just just pull the dead straight down, right? Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, uh, then all the rest of my forces just move the move up the flanks. Um, I managed to kill Vastro shooting. Uh, I get you know Azrael and the Hellblasters shoot and charge one of the Forge fiends. I kill the other Forge fiend with a thunder strike. The aggressors, uh make a 10 inch charge. Ooh, there you go. That's skill to get into cypher and punch him to death in close combat. So now yeah, I have to paint pretty good. That unit of aggressors bone white <laughs> because yep. they killed cypher. 
So there you go. That's what's that's that's a thing I'm probably going to do in the next month. So that's that's worthy. That's that's yes, I agree. This should be done. So anyway, um, 84 to 22 uh, in my favor. Uh, I scored. You know, I, I took assassinate and bring it down as fixed uh, as fixed objectives because I saw because Vashtor is a character and his vehicle. And yeah. he had multiple well, workshops. He had Abaddon, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I got a... That well, makes sense to me. Yeah. Five for the ritual, turned uh, two. Five for the ritual, turned three. And then 15 to 15 turns uh, four and five. I scored five for bringing it down on turn three. Uh, three for bringing it down on turn... Uh, sorry, five on turn two, three on turn three. Twelve for assassinate on turn three, which is when I got in and I killed uh, Vashtor, Abaddon... I think and the warts. I don't know. I killed a lot of stuff, right? It just yeah, all it just sense. all went downhill from there, right? This was the first game I actually lost the Deathwing Knights. The four no, were sense, able to, though. yeah. So, but good lord. Right? Anyway, um, okay. And then uh, round five. Uh, so now I'm two and two. Was into Josh uh, Kolavi Sutherland yeah. uh, as discussed. How that went. Um, I was able to. Um, I, I kind of lost the range shooting match because of the Dark Shroud. Uh, <clears throat> and I was able to get the Deathwing Knights across the table, right? And I got a charge off on one of his Redemptors and all three of his... Uh, all three of his Tech Marines. And just in one, in one go, killed all the Tech Marines. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the problem... So he... Yeah, so he, I made, I used my Kalidus to make armor contempt more expensive, and I think he spent like six CP over the course of the game on armor contempt, maybe yeah, seven, right? Because he did it once, and then he saved up and did it three more times, right? And uh, Redemptor dreadnoughts are really durable with armor contempt on, especially the stuff that's only AP one or two, right? So yep. yeah, that uh, so that's why I had a bit of a hard time killing that. Um, I chose the wrong secondaries on this. I looked at Iron Storm. I said. Bring it down, assassinate. He's like, "Are you sure you want to assassinate?" I'm like, "Well, you got three. Ah, I don't know. Maybe I'll take the ploy teleport homers. I think I can get the ploy teleport homers, mm. right?" Um, so I only got six points for bring it down, uh, which is a shame because I thought I was going to be a little more effective on shooting. If I had been a little more effective on shooting on round one, I don't know if what I if I could have done anything different on that, or if that was just kind of dice roll, because um, I wasn't able to. Like the the redemptors are just were just more durable than I thought they were going to be. That's all there was to That's it, fair. right? And he was, I didn't think he was going to be willing to spend mo- all that CP on armor contempt. <laughs> so right. my uh, my and I and I ran out of uh, CP to use, um, and, and I just found myself in situations where I couldn't fall back and charge back in, right? And get the and, yeah, yeah. and get plus one to and, and 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 couldn't get the assault doctrine off. So he would armor contempt, and now my knights are are he's going to get two up save on the redemptor against my knights, and that sucks. And that's why I didn't kill as much, right? So if I had chose assassinate, I probably still would have scored about the same, but uh, it was the bring it down that I that I struggled on. So I, I didn't quite. I, I ended up with my deathwing knights on his objective, right? And he had both the lancers and both the whirlwinds left. Uh, and I had killed the Ballistas. I'd killed um, one of the Redemptors. I don't think I killed the other one. All right, so, 
So yeah, and then uh, without the knights, uh, red, I don't have a great answer for damage reduction stuff with this list because Hellblasters aren't great at it. The yeah. the the aggressors can do it, but it's um I'm a little off the aggressors now because they're kind of a one trick pony and they require well one you have to be able to get them they have to be on the board to start right unless you're going to be army wide devastator doctrine. Right, because you have to be right. on the board to put them in Devastator Doctrine, which means they can't be in a transport. And um, to get the maximum effect of it, they need to be close range, and that needs to be your Oath to Moment target. So all those things lining up didn't always work out. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think one of the things I might want to do going forward, I have another version of this list where I'm probably going to drop them and the Land Raider to, and replace it with like either a Gladiator or a... Um, land, uh, or uh, another ballistas, and then a unit of black knights and Samael. Just to make it more okay. dark angelly. But uh, and then I don't know about the captain. I might go with a chaplain because so that's your plus one wound all the time. Because that way you'll be able to you're able to do you know you're getting the effect of plus one wound on the knights, which is what you really need it for. Even on turns you didn't charge. Um, yeah, and losing the uh, losing the effective minus one AP for honor of the chapter does suck, but I don't know. That's, that's where I'm, I'm at with this list. I think it's a really good list. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I, I had a 63 point loss where I was basically tabled. Um, but once again, a couple little things, right? I, I, I know this was probably the one that I lost the hardest because I don't have a clear picture of what would have been exactly necessary to, to do differently. I think I, if I'd have made a slight deployment change, right? Where, because I do, um, where I could have maybe protected the aggressors a little better, right, or got, protect the land raider or, or longer, then that probably would have been the path to victory. But anyway, so well, and I think the other thing to think about here is think about from Josh's perspective of the fact that he looked at your secondary mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, he only scores points if he kills my stuff, and then just making the commitment CP wise to be like, my stuff will not die. I'll do what it takes. That's fair. That's a good to point. not yeah, die. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then and then the, and then the little bit of the mind game of yeah, sure, I have characters, but are you really going to get to them through all of my vehicles? Which and I did, I, mean, <laughs> so I killed yeah, all. Which of them. is so, which is always the trap. Like you look at it and you go, "There's no way I'm going to get to them," and then you don't take assassinate. And then I think part of it is the fact that when people know you don't take assassinate, they don't play as carefully with their characters, so you end up being in that situation where you do end up killing all of them, and then you go, "I should have taken." <laughs> Uh, or darn it, I yeah. should have taken assassinate and once again the not taking assassinate if, not taking assassinate wasn't the thing that lost me this game. It was the right. fact that I I wasn't able to kill most of his vehicles. Um right. which, and, and so which, yeah. And right, I, I think was, was great yeah. great commitment on his part to keep that. But it's just like I feel like sometimes we get caught when we make that decision with assassinate of oh well if I'd taken it I would have scored it, but I also feel like maybe the opportunity to just kill all their characters wouldn't have been there because they weren't they, thinking about they would have deployed them differently. That's absolutely true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, yep. you can't, you, you, you can't, you know, make these, these changes in a vacuum, right. They're going to respond differently yeah. to that information. So, um, you know, that's why you can only challenge a play, you know, before the next play begins. So, right. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. So finally, so yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't maximize the effect of my turn one shooting with my deployment because I had a board that didn't have a huge amount of hard cover, and I just I could I knew I couldn't afford to get alpha struck, right? I got first turn and I wasn't able to effectively capitalize on it, 
So I should have played a little more KG with my Land Raider um, to keep, to preserve it, to keep the aggressors there. Um, and I wasn't able to get my uh, my Thunder Strike in play because I deployed it on the opposite side of the board where it could be covered. So I wasn't able to move it to get shooting on the thing right, to get the plus one to wound. But would that have made a difference? Gotcha. I don't recall if it exactly would have. But anyway, the, the Dark Shroud played a big difference for him. It played a really yeah. big difference. So Dark Shrouds are a big big ad for Ironstorm lists. Find the 120 points to put them in. They're, they they will give you the uh, advantage over the similar lists. They absolutely will. Gotcha. And those Good those lists are so unbelievably killy. Like all those plasma shots that are lethal hits, the ballistas is lethal hits, the freaking whirlwinds that are lethal hits, the lancers that are lethal hits. Oh my god. Anyway, so <laughs> There you go. Gotcha. Um, well, congratulations, Heath, on getting a couple wins and playing well and scoring a lot of points and having a good time. I know uh, that's one of. Oh, I lost my phone there. Uh, the, sh- the the problems of playing in or living in Hawaii is that there aren't tons of tournaments. So I'm glad that you had yeah. a chance to get a tournament in. We're getting more often. I think um, there's, there's actually one this weekend called Thanksgiving. Uh, nice. but you know, I, I chose to do, you know, be at home. Right. Cause I, I don't know. I always haven't feeling great the last couple of weeks. And so I needed mm, some time to just fair. a four day weekend to reset, which was very, very warranted. Um, and very important to do. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. And plus, you know, I want to move away from, I don't know this is a good list. I like it. Uh, I, I'm, I, I want to try and go back and play unforgiven, but, um, I really do. I think that with the, the additional knowledge of how this type of list f- functions, I can probably make something work with Unforgiven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I did play a Stormlance variant uh, of uh, something just at the at the game store a couple nights ago or a couple weeks ago or last week. And yeah. uh, holy lord, says <laughs> ten Deathwing Knights with a Chaplain advance and charge. Um, the Lion advance and <laughs> charge. Um, like, you know, I, I moved up and he had two land raiders and with two full squads of, of, uh, world eaters of berserkers. And they, you know, they got out. I was like, are you sure you want to let that happen? He's like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. The lion walked in and killed an entire squad of corn berserkers in one go. Um, the death knights walked in, killed the other entire squad of, uh, berserkers in one go. They had a master of executions with them, so they were able to fight. Uh, so they were able to fight on death, or they, or they had fight first, right? So they all swung before the Deathwing Knights, killed one, wiped the whole unit. Oh no, right? Yeah, that's never. Good. And he's just like, "What the hell?" There you go. And um, I, I played Samael with a Ravenwing Command Squad, uh, and that was real good. That Ravenwing Command Squad being OC three, right? They were able oh, yeah. to move up, shoot. Hold an objective, get shot, res a guy, mo- like move like fifteen, like eighteen inches, shoot, kill a unit of greater of um eight bound, right, and then charge on his objective, right, kill all the cultists, and then flip his home objective and score capture and outpost. So it's like, wow, this is okay. <laughs> so yeah, that being said, pretty good. Samael already lets you advance to charge and shoot. So you don't need the only thing you really need 
Stormlance Horf that is the guaranteed nine inch advance of charge, which is a two CP battle tactic. Or sorry, it's a two CP warrior gotcha. stratagem. Um, and also they have a plus one to wound strat for mounted units. Right, which Very will nice. effectively replace um, the honor of the chapter you get in Gladius. If you do it not forgiven, you don't have access to that. But oh well, right. And the uh, the Ravenwing Command Squad is a little more killy than the Black Knights. It is just everyday stuff because the uh, chapter champion has a Mastercraft power weapon, which is pretty yeah. good. It's like strength six, six attacks, AP two, two damage. It's it's pretty monstrous. So, yep. um, whereas regular Black Knights don't super impress me with their weapons, their rule is really cool. The yes, you know, anti-infantry monster four plus. But other than that, they're basically a delivery mechanism for for Samuel. So I would prefer to have okay. these guys, but um, they're also th- like forty more points for a unit of six. Gotcha. There's some some big number. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, I've talked a lot. What you got to say? Uh, well, I'm, I'm saying, is it almost time for the monthly challenge? Cause you're probably going to like the news for that. Let's do it. All right. So we were supposed to do company of heroes or some such thing. I, uh, I have, I haven't finished it, but I am, I'll call it 90% done with my company heroes. Um, I wasn't sure if we were recording today or next week. Okay. So, uh, I did finish painting this, uh, Raven apothecary. Sorry. Ancient. Uh, I also did a Terminator nice. Chaplain. So I'll I'll shoot you some pictures of the detail on that. Um, but I got I just got into a flow state one night and f- took that guy from underpainted, you know, basic right. cut-ins to pretty much done in about an hour. Right, and I was nice, and I was happy with that. So uh, yeah, my company heroes. Um, I'm pretty happy with where they're at. I need to put a head on one. I need to paint the banner, but other than that, they're basically done, and I need to base them. Oh, and I got these. Uh, you might like these. So base, yeah. Right. So, hiya. Oh, these are magnet magnet baron oh, bases. Yeah, right? yeah, we like that. So, you like that? Yeah. You like that? Yes. Yeah. There we go. So that's. I think um, as I, I'm gonna get some more of those because <laughs> yeah, I, I would really. I actually also went through, and as you can see, I've I organized a lot of my shelves. Right, yeah, these little plastic trays. Uh, so they're all actually organized by squad, right? And eventually, what I want to do is rebase them all onto, you know, or magnetize the bases so I can actually use my my table or case as it's intended nice. uh, with magnetized trays. So anyway, that's where we're at. Um, but yeah, all right. So so. Uh... Well, I'm also about the same spot with my veterans, but I also don't have as many because I was trying to cheat my way in. So, like, this is, like, my veteran squad or my string guard veteran squad that basically I'm just going to put them on 40 mil bases that okay. I have. But, like, you know, back pack game strong, do it ahead swap, you know, mm-hmm. typical you Dark go. Angels things. I put a, a hooded. He's got some, got some drip. Yep, Drip's on point. A, put one of the eliminator heads on the one with the heavy bolter. So it looks like he's like got more targeting stuff in the backpack thing. And that's a um, nice looking heavy bolter. Thank you. Hey, that's not the, yeah. So like so that, I mean, but there's like still like, I want to do some of the casing, like the backup round. I want to do paint some of the casing on it a little bit more, things like that. And then the, uh, the banner bearer I was working on is a guy that's basically been sitting half painted for years in my collection. 
is oh the, the, the uh, blade guard ancient blade guard veteran ancient yeah yeah um with the, uh, the with the visual concept that's kind of held me back forever if i didn't want to paint all of the bone on the guy on the banner because i wanted it to be the idea that they didn't save all of him like they only were able to save like half mm, his skull okay. and like one finger cool. off his hand and like half his hip and so the parts that are bone are like the relics of this dead space brain. And then the rest of it is all bronze that, you know, huh. is there to kind of Neat. remind you that like, there is more to this man, but this is all we have left of him. This, this is all we found. <laughs> so the rest uh, of it got then, melted. Yeah. Uh, to go with it. I finally used this. Um, it's a little bright there, but the pro acrylic bold titanium white, I got my hands on that. And that's what I will use to do. Um, the wings, the, paper on the scroll the parchment on the scrolls on this guy and all the other guys so this is this has been a revelation it comes out really thin but it applies very well titanium uh, white yeah yeah and let i've me, enjoyed that let me grab some. Yeah, yeah but compared to like i've been using games workshop whites forever i've been using the army painter oh. regular white but this this is definitely a good product so um i so for so kind of the way I find my art style evolving is, um, is I've, I don't know. I've, I've, you could probably call it a slap chop technique, but that's not, I'm not using it because I want to go fast. It's because I, I like the way it looks. Um, and I, when I finish these, uh, company heroes in the next couple of days, I'll send some pictures. We can get them up in the, in yeah. the thing. but, um, what I found myself doing is I'll cut in the base colors, right? I'll, I'll, you know, the armor green, right? The, the robes, the bone, Right. Or I'll build them up like, like dark brown, you know, mid brown, yeah. light brown bone. And then I dry brush the whole thing really heavily with uh, wraith bone, right? The contrast underpaint. Right. Okay. And then it gives it this like almost dusty look. Right. And then okay, yeah, I'll yeah. go back and um, I use the Army Painter Absolution Green Speed Paint. And that turns that armor. Oh my God. It's so, it looks so good. All right. right. So, all right. so with you don't, don't want to do it for black because it would be too dark, right? With green, and then you just dry brush like a kind of a creamy white, and then that it throws all your highlights in. It makes it look like it has texture. Oh, it looks because I was trying to do a more traditional layer painting, and I just right. couldn't get it the way I wanted it. It's like screw it. Let me try this. Oh man! So that's how this squad has been painted up. Um, now. You know, for white, I've been using this. This is Procryl White Blue. And okay. it has that, like, because the, the way your eye reads white is more in shades of, like, a light gray and a light blue. Right. And I find that that honestly reads more, like, pure white than the titanium white does. Because I use, once again, lots of different shades of, you know, cream and bone right. and this. Right, so I want, and then um, I also use uh, Army Painters Speed Paint Holy White, right, to as my parchment, right, and this okay. I use as the edge highlight on that. So um, I've been pretty happy with it. It's yeah, uh, the the Pro Curl paints, uh, you know, they have a little mixing ball in them. They come out yeah. real thin and smooth compared to the you know the the pigments that like GW uses. Like Citadel whites are. With the exception of that wraith bone, straight garb, right? Like the, the chonky. What is it? The yeah, they're they're chonky and they're chalky and they're I don't like them. The Corvex or Cor not Corvex. Yeah, uh, I know which one you're Apothecary yeah, yeah. white. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so bad, right? Like you need to basically you know 
yeah, anyway, whatever. So there's a lot um, of work that goes into working with Games Workshop whites. I think I think that's yeah fair to say. Yeah. Indeed. Uh I use I also use a lot of Vallejo whites. If you can get it, Vallejo's uh either their model their model color white gray uh is really good. Right? Okay. Um their model color white gray is is uh it reads as like a normal white, right? Because pure titanium white is to me, my opinion, which is is a little too white to use in big flat surfaces on a on a I miniature. see what you're saying. Um but that white gray, right? Especially when you like pin wash it a little bit. There you go. Right. And the yeah, titanium white is high level highlights. So now I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But we have those, it's you, you overwhelm and it looks bad because it is so pure. Whereas your eyes looking for detail and, and you yeah. want small details to stick out on a big surface. Like that's why, like I like to go through and do all the rivets on all my tanks. So they're not just giant mm-hmm. blocks of green, like having those little it, highlights of, of, very bright metal makes little boxes of green instead of mm-hmm. giant. Yeah, yeah. Like, same. I get that. Let me put these guys back over here. Like the same reason why I do my tanks with the all the the bone yeah, color the white highlights, right? Because otherwise, it's just too blocky. Um, and also, like you don't want to like if you have. That's why why black isn't like pure Same. black isn't great for a miniature because it's just too it's too black right it 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 mm-hmm. kills perspective it kills texture it kills contrast so um I've been using a lot of once again a lot of uh like either heavy look coats of dark tone like the the wash or yeah. the wash or actually um multiple coats of uh the contrast basiliconum gray or black templar right because you yeah. can still get because once again, your eye doesn't read black as black, right? Your eye reads black as like varying shades of gray, right? Yeah. And maybe a little bit of blue or purple, depending on the surrounding lighting. But but yeah, so that's that's how I do um, my my Raven Wing, right? Is you know a is like a gray undercoat, and then a lot of washing down, and then and then dry brushing up and then washing down and dry brushing up to kind of try and create those depths right. of texture. Right. So, cause it's really hard to get contrast, right. That your eye reads as, you know, varying panel lights, right. With just when everything's supposed to be freaking black. So. Yeah. That's where I like the dark recurper and the incubi darkness and the various grays mm-hmm. and, and you're having yeah. like, and like you said, having that light blue, like the difference I've noticed between having a blue black compared to just going from black to gray is that the gray black looks old and beaten. But if you have that little bit of blue, it makes it look a little more yeah. alive, a little fresh. more a little glossy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can show different textures like uh, yes. when you paint a Ravenwing bike's tires, right? You know, the, the the hull of the bike is black, right? But the tire is also black. But the the rim, the wheel is all uh, is also black, right? You can get that by doing like I use like a somber gray, right? um, yeah, which yeah. I think is on a um, I think it's a Vallejo color anyway. But it's like a purplish black a little bit, right? And I use that for the tire, right? And then I use um the gloss null oil, right, to hi- uh, to wash it so it has it looks a little shiny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and you can do things with like lights, you know, with with reflectivity, right? In opacity to kind of help create those contrasts with with things that are just really visually similar. So, yeah. Not that I'm a skilled painter at all. 
<laughs> but, right. Um, I don't know. I think I was thinking, I was like, you know, where I'm at now, like if I knew 20 years ago when I started playing this game that I could paint like I do now at 20 in 20 years, I'd be pretty happy with that. I think I'm not, I don't, I'm not bad. Good. I can do, I can do reasonable stuff. So that's, that's always you the know, thing I've, that I think that holds people back, but it's actually, it, it becomes people's favorite thing is they look at this, go, how am I, how am I going to paint like that? It's like, you just start, just start painting. Just do it. Yeah. Start. Right. And, and as time the, goes on and you, you feel more comfortable with it and you want to try different things, you just start adding and adding. And after 10, 15, 20 years, you're doing things you never thought you were ever going to be able to do that a new person will walk or, by and go, how could I ever do that? There's no way. And you're like, I used to be you once. I used to think I couldn't do Or this. less. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a guy that played his first tournament at this you know at other realms. Um, he plays Ultramarines, right? He's been playing the game for like a year and a half, two years, right? And he has an Ultramarine army that is beautiful, right? Because he just has a knack yeah. for it. He's like, oh yeah, I just you know, did the painting, and then I just like sprayed it with this and this, and he got these beautiful blue like gradients on his. Oh my god! It's like Skyler, how the hell do you do this? <laughs> like, yeah. wow. So. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't. And there's a there's a kid, a kid. I say kid, right? He's I think he's he's 18 or 19. Um, that plays chaos, right? That is just, dude. I will. He won best painted at this tournament. I'm a I'm a sense of pictures. They need to be. Oh my god. Okay. Right. I like um, this. Oh my god. He played knights, and it was here. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you this right now. Okay. Share I'll go, with. I'll go. I'm gonna open my Facebook so I can see the see this goodness because chaos. This is the fun part of chaos is the painting. These aren't chaos, so these are imperial knights. But um, okay. I've only ever played against him with chaos. But these are his imperial knights. Gotcha. Uh, y'all, we're doing this live. Hey, my phone is taking a long time to generate this message. That's all right. So while we're that's loading, what do we do for next? So I had written down because of the preview doing maybe some terminators, but I want to save my terminators till I get those extra bits or doing a chaplain, but you already did a chaplain about, in terminator armor. So how about this? It's November next month is December, right? This yep. is you usually, I think not that we have a deep history because we've been, we've been doing the show for like three years, man. Yeah. Holy it'll crap. be year three once this <laughs> so, next month. Yeah. Um, you know, we could uh, we could just you know we could resolve. Where are we at on the score on the monthly challenge? Uh, What's I, the I way? Go look it up. It's close. I think I'm ahead by like ten points right now. Okay. The last time I looked, but I also feel like I missed some scoring at one point. I got to go back in right. like July. Oh yeah, so I don't have any score. Hold on, it's I sent it to you as a I sent you this picture as a text because I can't okay. get Messenger to work for some reason. Okay, yeah. So I'm missing some points. I got to get some data points for July and June. But as it sits, I'm up ninety to eighty for the year. Okay, well Without that's uh, that's where this we're month at. Or December. But yeah, some point for some reason I just missed scoring for June and July. So I'll go back and find those. I'll watch the episodes and figure out what we did. Okay. Um, but that's kind of where. Yeah, we're let at. me know. You had a, you had a really big May because that I, like you just had one of your months. I did a like, lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're like I'm just gonna do a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, all right, let's give Heath his just desserts because he worked really hard this month. Because you because you do have a couple goose eggs this this year. I do. Uh, you've made up okay. For so. All right. All right. I have sent you a Google photo album. Okay. As well as that text, that one text message. But oh, so my. you can put them in there. 
Oh, mama, right? Yeah. Right. Put him up. Put him up in the thing right here. Yeah. Good God. This kid is 19 years old. Wow. He's been playing this game for maybe two years. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. We all were. That's why he won Best Pain. It's, it's, yeah. Um, and his, non-met- oh, and his non-metallic game is very good. Is on point, right? And just and the freehand, the, the mm-hmm. posing, y'all. I'm not hey. even joking. Yeah, you're right? gonna like Good this God. when I get this in the in the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daddy likes those. So <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I say let's let's uh let's a monthly challenge. Let's resolve the year's challenge, and then uh, I I will finish my um my company heroes. See if I get them in this, get them up for this, and then I probably if you want to say like terminators as a stretch or a flex goal right um i can try and start working on my uh night synobium but okay i'm probably gonna crack do open yeah that I'll, I'll probably end up cracking open that uh terminator and Tra- or chaplain terminator the new one and work on him yeah. a little bit i finally got new glue today i think that's the thing that's been holding me back hobby wise because i've literally been working on some dwarves slayers for fantasy and these company of heroes for a month. Like I just had no hobby motivation at all, but I Mm. think part of it's the fact knowing that I don't have everything I need to hobby properly because I ran out of plastic glue and I just got my resupply today. So I'm hoping that gives me the, I don't know the fire to keep going because it's, it's been a real struggle. Like I knew we were getting ready to record. I'm like, man, I just cannot keep painting these. And it's only like, like, of all the things I've painted this year, it's like I have three guys to paint, and it's just like, no, I don't want to do it. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Like, for, for me, it's just I just have to sit down and do it. And sometimes I'm sitting there looking at something, and I just don't feel the yep. – And then I said, for me, what it is, I, I you know go to YouTube, and I put on you know some epic music thing, and you just, you just got to just start, right? You yep. just got to put something. Do whatever you know it needs. I'm just going to base code it and then hopefully that yep. process will start and it'll, and it'll kick you going. Right. So, yeah. 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 And then once you generally, once I get kind of point point, I'm like, okay, I start to know what I think it's going to look like. Then I'm like, okay. And then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it just starts. It's, it just snowballs, right? It hits critical mass. So. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, and I also have got a couple, I got a game day lined up in a couple weeks and playing mm, always nice. gets me more vo- motivated to uh hobby. So I'm hoping going out and having a game day, Give me some motivation. Get my brains turning. Going well. I want to play with this. Or I want to bring this in. Oh, I don't have it built. It's not even painted yet. And it's like, all right, there's the motivation. I get it going. So, all right. So yeah, we'll we'll work okay. on some on some termies and a chaplain, and we'll call it a year. It'll be year. It'll be three years completed, which is will be pretty sweet. We've we've held on. We've survived. Three. Three. Uh, so we'll go to a community interaction next. So, uh, Alan. Big Allen in the comments. So he's gotten here for us. I believe Aiden ran the Gravis Captain solo as a hard to remove action piece. The heavy intercessors were objective sitters, I believe. So this was one of the lists from last month where there was a Gravis Captain and some heavy intercessors. And so it's so they were not bodyguards. So that's interesting to think about. Um Azrael can't lead company yeah. heroes currently. They must uh, be led by a chapter master or a captain, but the captain must also be able to lead them. If you look in the codex, some can and some can't. For example, jump captain cannot. This is likely to change at some point, but currently is not legal. When it is legal, I'll be using them as a bodyguard on my home objective as a CP farm. P.S. Apothecary cannot join them at all. Okay, so all that yeah, fun I think stuff. I've, I've, 
I've played him once. I was like, this is clearly like I, I played it on a you know Wednesday night. I was like, this is clearly intended to be allowable, so I did. Um, if the keywords don't line up, and I tr- I trust you know Alan to make the to to tell us if it is or is not. Um, I'll do a little more looking at it, and then yeah. but hopefully, yeah, that'll be. I assume they'll have a data slate in January that'll Get hopefully it. sort this out. If not, you know, boys and girls, write your local GW congressman. Yeah, get, or get member on, of get parliament. On e- Probably member of parliament. Member of parliament. <laughs> so. Get on the old X and start adding a Warhammer community till you get what you want. That's how we got oh, Plastic Sisters, right? Is it? And Old World back. Is it? <laughs> no. Is it though? <laughs> it's probably not. So we like to, that's okay. what we like to tell ourselves. Uh, I had the same but, view. The- yeah. But if you do remember the, the reveal stream they did for 9th edition, like in like june or may of 2020 all the stuff that was behind sue black's head plastic angron squats like all that stuff oh, came yeah. true. so they weren't lying they weren't trolling they were telling you you just didn't think take them serious that's don't, like i think i don't see you i see you Stu. that's so. like when uh they had duncan Rhodes in the trash can for the secret laboratory and he's like hmm. what are these plastic sisters of battle and like that was the last line of the video <laughs> And then they did the the Sisters of Battle clock that they couldn't turn back anymore because it broke. And I'm like, all right, guys, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's when they when they're like, here's yeah. another Primaris Lieutenant, and it's the dead one at the feet of Bellacor. And you're like, all right, guys, we see, like, we see you. All right, so <laughs> rage, <laughs> the, but the rage, it's fun seeing okay. Omus of the rage of. Atreus's son, Achilles, or whatever it is. Patroclus. No, Patroclus right. is that. Whatever. You get the idea. Anyway, so he had, yeah, so now it's the same view of the line. He doesn't need the lieutenant with combi weapon to screen him. Even when he's in the open, he's very hard to kill, except uh, dev wounds, which pick him up. Right. So when we get the feel no pain, mortal wound, work, work around, uh, maybe he'll come back into competitive play. But as long as his mortal wound, feel no pain doesn't work on dev wounds, He's probably in trouble. And that has been my experience as well from the last episode. So go look at the October uh, episode where I talk about going to Tampa because Dev Wounds is what took him out of the game. I think all they need to do is change it to say Mortal Wounds or Devastating Wounds. Yeah. Because the change to Devastating Wounds was was useful, right? But yeah, yeah, like, like big centerpiece characters like that need some form of protection against it. So yeah. Okay. Especially when he clearly has defense that was originally intended to stop it, and then they yeah. changed it to where yeah. you can't. So, and yeah. then apparently there's a note for me here. Oh, final comment: the video cuts out mid Heath sentence. Uh, something was up this last episode with our editing software, and they have since released an update. And I'm currently trying to download it. It didn't work, so I got to re-download it. But yeah, there was something in the 18.6.2 that there's now an 18.6.3 and you needed it because it was, hmm. it's, it's okay. it was not working very well. It would crash all the time. I'd constantly get these messages trying to get me to buy the studio version, which is like a $300 program. And I'm just don't like, do that. no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. That. So, yeah. so, so I'm hoping that this update and, and usually, um, black magic design and resolve. They're very good at getting when there is an issue. The updates come out fairly quickly, and it's come out recently. So this month's episode will be on the eighteen point six point three or something equivalent, and it should go pretty well. But yeah, yeah. I can understand because sometimes I can't catch editing edit, uh, editing errors because the software is just it struggles. 
for we, some odd we, we reason. Use, uh, and yeah, we use DaVinci around it. here because no one wants to spend $50 a month on Premiere. Yep. That's just how it is. <laughs> so yep. anyway, yeah, we, we try our best. Um, but obviously, you know, we are, we're not a, a professional level production, uh, and we do some stuff gets through. So, uh, okay. But we'll um, work on it. How true. Yep. We are working on it. We're doing our best. So, all right. So thank okay. you all for listening to uh, yep. this month's episode of the path to redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 dark angels podcast. Our next episode will be out. Oh, we got two major holidays on our normal filming weekend. So now Look, I'm kind of yeah, like, what um, are we going to do? <laughs> I'm 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 uh, I'm flying. We're going on vacation internationally nice. for Christmas. So Amazing. and then the week after that, I am flying internationally for work. So I'm going to cross the date line four times in three weeks. Ooh. So we'll figure out what we can do. <laughs> we'll we'll see if we can get one in between New Year's and um, me going to. Anyway, so I got you. We'll, yeah, so we'll we'll figure we'll something. Figure we'll it figure it out. We'll figure we'll something. something. Out. So okay. We'll get something figured maybe out. Maybe so on New Year's, see. maybe on New Year's Day or or, or something like that, because that's a yeah. at least a holiday for me. But anyway, it'll be a holiday. Yeah. I'll have, okay. I have that day off, so it'll work out for me too. So, so we'll try and do something there to wrap up December twenty twenty three. So, uh, okay. please subscribe, like, and comment below if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on your preferred podcasting service. And last but not least, we'd like to thank Purple Planet for the use of their music. And until next time, I'm Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. Heath with Team Tib War Hawaii. Stay loyal, angels. <laughs>